Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's CBS Zion Veterans. I'm Chaz Henry. So long as there aren't too many carts crawling over the manicured landscaping, golf courses can be very peaceful settings. Just listen. And if played right, the game itself can be healing. That's what Steve Greiner believes, and his experience over more than a decade teaching golf to men and women who've suffered wounds of war, he says, bears that out. Twelve years ago, while he was head professional of the golf club at the Army's Fort Belvoir, Virginia, he developed adaptive golf activities for wounded warriors and their families. Now he's created the nonprofit Links to Freedom, hoping to expand the effort. It's an adaptive golf program. We use golf as a tool to assist in the long-term rehabilitation of wounded, ill, and injured, uh, active or retired military service members. And when you talk about adaptive, what does that mean? Well, adaptive, it means a lot. It means uh, that we work with the physical therapists at the hospital, at the locations, a lot of the locations that we're at, or in this case, Fort Belvoir, they have a hospital and a rehab center for wounded, ill, and injured. So we get uh, the doctors and the physical therapists involved to find out more about their injuries so that we can uh, tailor an ability for them to use golf for long-term therapy. And so uh, there'll also be special equipment. Uh, Many of the the wounded have prosthetics, so you learn about the prosthetics and how they might be able to play the game using prosthetics. Uh, There's special carts some players will use if they have paralysis or if it's a double amputation. They'll use special carts, so we learn about the carts and how they may use that equipment. Uh, And the purpose is golf's got a lot of great benefits. It's a sport of a lifetime. Uh, the, The atmosphere, it's peaceful. Golf courses are beautiful. There's minimal uh, risk of injury. They can do it with their family. Uh, they can make contacts in the community that can help with, you know, jobs, that can help with uh, homes or, or anything that they need. Golf, uh, you know, for me, is sort of like the original social networking uh, sport. So golf has a lot of unique benefits, and uh, but we have to tailor it. They have to adapt because a lot of their injuries will prevent them from playing maybe in a more uh, common common fashion. But it, it is a sport that, that they can play, and that's important because they need to have, uh, when they get out of the hospital and they go through rehabilitation, it's not just over in a few weeks. I mean, this is something that, you know, we're having uh, our veterans, or especially our disabled veterans, are being challenged for years and years. And so this is an opportunity to get them into a community uh, that helps them solve the, the problems that they're and the challenges that they're facing. I guess these people are going to be coming with a variety of injuries, traumatic brain injury, uh, potentially amputations. So I would guess that the creativity involved in creating ways to adapt is pretty huge. Yes, uh, a lot of creativity. And that's the reason why uh, early on I realized it was important to get the therapists and the doctors involved because you don't want to inadvertently make 
matters worse. I mean, uh, you don't want to cause pain, whether it's mental or physical. Uh, we, we don't want the program to have the opposite effect. So early on, I realized it was important to have uh, other people with great minds and expertise get involved in the program. But, but I would add that even despite all the creativity, what I'm amazed at is because so many of them are suffering from traumatic brain injury and post-traumatic stress, that it's the social piece, the camaraderie. We all have lunch together. We have guest speakers. The social piece, it's just unbelievable the impact that that's had, getting people out of their shells, uh, having them meet people that care, uh, getting invited to events that they never thought they'd get invited to. Some thought they'd never play golf. They didn't think that was the kind of sport they'd ever actually play. So even though there is a lot of creativity to actually help a person who has uh, a lot of injuries play golf, uh, really the best result of the program is the emotional and social part of it. Tell me where Links to Freedom right now is funding uh, projects that bring wounded warriors uh, out onto the links. Yeah, we started at Fort Belvoir. Uh, I was the head professional, PGA head professional at Fort Belvoir through 9-11. So a lot of my people were getting deployed, and then we had a warrior unit, and I was like, well, maybe I should see you know, what I could do. And a warrior unit is a unit that was created for injured uh, soldiers, in this case, coming back. Yes, many, uh, when they get wounded ill or injured while serving, uh, especially if it's combat, they get assigned to a unit where their job's to to get better and then transition back to their normal duty. And, and in some cases they may get discharged, but they get assigned to a warrior unit and Fort Belvoir had one. Uh, and then it subsequently became part of the new Walter Reed. So it built a brand new hospital with a big rehabilitation center and so forth. So uh, we started at Fort Belvoir and then we added joint base Andrews. So there's a program there for the air force wounded warriors and then we have a program out in Utah, Salt Lake City, and in uh, San Diego, California. So uh, we do uh, intend to expand. My focus, though, in the near future is going to be the Army has the largest warrior units, and they still have 13 more across the country. And that's our focus, to get that Fort Belvoir model uh, at those warrior battalions uh, uh, across the country. As you work on that, there might be other people listening who uh, are involved in golf in different parts of the country. What have you done or seen work very well in the program you've been doing that they might uh, think about replicating? Well, I, I would always remember that uh, a lot of times when you talk wounded soldiers, wounded ill and injured is used a lot now in the military more than wounded warrior, but uh, a lot of people focus on the visible injuries, and that's important. So it's all important. But what I have found is that uh, the the latest conflicts that we've been involved in caused a lot of traumatic brain injury, and there's always a lot of post-traumatic stress. So there's a lot of veterans that you may look at and not know what they're going through. So uh, I think that's important. So we made sure to expand you know, anyone into the program, not just, say, an amputee, anyone who had a traumatic brain injury or what have you into the program. And I think it's very important to include the families because they're all affected. And the family is, uh, in many cases, they're the caregivers, there's the support group, but uh, they've been through the whole thing too. So uh, the one thing we like about golf is that we include the families 
and that's been very successful. And so I, I know a lot of programs have only focused on the person with the injury, but I think it's important to bring in the family as well. When you do the practical mechanics, what's different about this program from, say, a program that would bring anybody off the street uh, in and introduce them to golf? Well, they're, they're still, to me, they're normal people. I never talk to them as being adaptive or handicapped or disabled. To me, they're all, well, heroes, number one, but they all served our country. Their injuries may be a little bit more challenging, so I have to learn about, as we talked earlier, I have to learn about the prosthetics and the cart and some of the tools that are available to me to help them play golf. But it's still almost anyone that I teach golf, I'm going to ask them, Do you, have you had a bad back or have you had a hip replacement or you know, and I've got to assess, are they strong, are they flexible, are they weak, or what injuries? And then I've got to find a way to teach them the game. So it's still it's still really the same idea. You do have to learn a lot about adaptive equipment, but the principles of teaching, I think, are different. The only, the only thing I would recommend to anyone who wants to support us or maybe uh, would like to start a program of their own, I think when you're dealing with wounded, ill, and injured, you want to be careful about how you employ the mental side of sports or, quote, sports psychology, because uh, some of the things that a coach may do to help a person through the mental challenges of learning golf, you might want to be more careful with that if the person is suffering from uh, post-traumatic stress or a, a, a brain injury. And we have had a couple of people that uh, that still were not fully uh, safe from maybe suicidal thoughts. And our program over the 12 years at Belvoir has encountered that. So I just think you don't want golf coaches uh, overstepping their bounds uh, and maybe getting too much into the mental side of the game. But again, that's why I encourage you having a doctor from the battalion or from the hospital or a physical therapist uh, involved in the program. Golf pro Steve Greiner, creator of the nonprofit Links to Freedom. Steve and I were talking about how he's involved doctors and other health care providers in the program. He told me those caring for the vets participating in Links to Freedom are often eager themselves to get out of their clinics and join participants on the course. Yeah, oh, well, uh, you know, a lot of people in the medical profession like golf, so they're like, wow, here's a chance for me to do something I like and I can tell the boss I'm working. So, so there's a lot of that. So uh, it hasn't been hard getting therapists involved. It hasn't been hard getting the doctors. One of the things that I've learned, this might be a little more advanced, but I know that I deal with a lot of active duty, so they really don't always want the people they deal with Monday to Friday, you know, for lack of a better term, kind of in their space. Sure. And so um, so I really, the doctors and the therapists, uh, I try to keep them in the background, and they're really assisting the instructors. And uh, we want them to be low, low profile. And uh, so that, that's how we approach it. We don't want uh, anyone to think that, that we're claiming to be a medical program. So it's therapy, but, but you're not calling it therapy in that sort of official sense. Now, I'd like to say that we're assisting the therapists and, and we're offering a unique sport or a unique tool. Golf, I think, is pretty competitive in terms of what it offers for people trying to recover long term. 
One veteran who'd been looking to recover from extensive physical injuries and the emotional scars that come with them was retired soldier Tony Henry. I got involved in Links to Freedom through my former recreational therapist, uh, Ashley, from the uh, TBI clinic at Fort Belvoir. Uh, I had recently returned from my last deployment where I was uh, involved in several explosions, and so I couldn't work out anymore as I wanted to at the gym. And so she advised me into looking into a new type of uh, hobby, and uh, she recommended golf. And I looked at her and I said, do I look like someone that plays golf? What had you done before in a uh, typical workout regimen? My workouts were either boxing, individual sports. And so I was a boxer, martial arts, and that type of deal. So And powerlifter, weightlifter, bodybuilding, and so forth. So golf was the furthest thing from my arsenal of individual sports. And so it wasn't something that I looked into at all. And then, uh, so I said, I'll give it a try. I'll try anything once. And then I went out and it was something that I just kept on doing. What unexpectedly grabbed you? Because you didn't go out with the expectation that this is going to be similar to these things I've done in the past. It was the challenge. The challenge behind uh, getting at that little ball and just focusing on that ball and just, just going at it and... And then I saw that the golf community was going to offer me something that the military did as well. That that camaraderie and that family network type deal. And so it drew me in more and more because the, the individuals that I saw there had the same uh, mentality, I guess, so to speak. And so it drew me in just like I did when I was part of the military. Well, I was still active duty then, but I, I was coming up on my medical retirement. And so I needed something uh, because at the time I was really in that, that dark place. A lot of people, they didn't see my, my physical injuries. And so they were like, well, what's wrong with you? But however, my nine prior um, surgeries, you can't see my reconstructive surgery on my shoulder, my elbow, my knees, and so forth. Or I can't tell them that I was partially paralyzed and so forth. So all they see is this 250-pound guy in front of them, and he looks well. However, there were a lot of issues going on there. When I, when I got the other individuals there with me, it, was just, it just kind of started bringing me in. How did that complement the other therapies that you were going through on the, you know, the more medical uh, side? It started opening me up more because I was more reserved. And uh, my doctor, Dr. Che, he, he said, just give him time. He's going to open up eventually because I was really closed off to my physical therapist, my recreational therapist, my occupational therapist my speech therapist, my art therapist, my music therapist, everyone I was closed off to. And so as I started doing more golfing and involving myself more and getting more out in the open, then I started opening up more to those individuals. And so it started bringing me more, re helping me to reintegrate, as Steve said, 
And so it was just that that tool that that I needed to to help bring exposure back to to society because I was as a 29 year veteran, all I was an infantry guy. All I knew was busting walls, busting walls, and going from there. And so I I needed like an adrenaline, and then but it's a different adrenaline chasing that ball. Army vet Tony Henry. Just one of many veterans taking part in golf programs organized by the nonprofit Links to Freedom, founded by Steve Greiner. There's other groups that are helping civilians that had injuries and illnesses, serious ones, and um, things like autism and all kinds of things, paralysis. Uh, and there's people that have been helping uh, veterans that are now out of the military and off of military installation. So hopefully all of us can work together to have a network across the country that they have an option to use golf as a long-term activity. If people wanted to learn more about Links to Freedom or get in touch with you, how would they do that? Uh, we have a website, linkstofreedom.org, and it's all words, not the number. So links, L-I-N-K-S-T-O, freedom, links to freedom, one word, dot org. Uh, we also have a, a Facebook page. And so uh, they can get our information there. They can see some of the stories, a lot of our participants' uh, stories. They can learn the nuts and bolts of what we do. And one thing I would add, we're, we're not about playing golf. We're about assisting in rehabilitation. And what I mean is that every program, every location, we have 16 two-hour instruction, coaching, mentoring events and I bring in PGA professionals and guest speakers, and we teach them the game, and we try to devise ways that they can participate in golf. Then we have a league during the week at Fort Belvoir, and we have a playing program. So so the goal is to, to get them playing and to get them out on the golf course. But the reason why I say this is a lot of times uh, people think that we're just going to golf events and playing in golf events and having fun. That's a very small. That's a very small part of it. Uh, the big part of it is, you know, working 16 times a year for two hours, helping them with their rehabilitation. Links to Freedom founder Steve Greiner. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 